With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cup of Cuppy Blue. You're the Cubs are on their way to Dyersville, Iowa to play an MLB Showcase Field of Dreams game tonight. Home for Cubs news, updates, and banter. We're the official podcast of Bleed Cubby Blue. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Bleed Cubby Blue. I'm Sarah Sanchez. I write about the Cubs and make bingo cards so you can survive smolts, smoltzing at Bleed Cubby Blue. And I am joined by the one and only Danny Rocket. How is it going, Danny? Oh, it's going. The Cubs are on, on a little uh, winning uh, winning series streak. I'm, it's pretty exciting stuff. And uh, tonight, the battle for third place in the corn will commence. Boy, am I excited. <laughs> the battle for third place in the corn. It's like children of the corn baseball style. It's like what happens when two of the worst teams in baseball take place in a showcase game. Tune into Fox to find out. <laughs> I am Cornholio. <laughs> Cornholio. How did I not make a Cornholio joke for this t- episode title? That's I can't believe I missed that. That's I made a Cornholio me. joke on Twitter today. That's getting a little traction. <laughs> <laughs> As it should. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to flag that this is the 162nd episode of Cup of Cubby Blue, which means we are a full baseball season old now, and we definitely have a better record than the 2022 Cubs. So thank you to everyone who's joined us for 162 episodes of this incredible show through all of the ups and downs and a pandemic and everything else. We have been thrilled to have you here. Invite your friends so they can join us too. Uh, It's always a good time over here at Cup of Cubby Blue. But yeah, as Danny mentioned, the Cubs have won back-to-back series. And hey, Fangraphs now has them projected to finish a cool 69 and 93. So keep it up, Cubs. That might be a nice season for you. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about these games against the Washington Nationals, who, man, Danny, the Nationals are bad. Like the Cubs are bad, but the Nationals are bad. (laughs) Real bad. No, we were telling uh, the left fielder how bad he was at baseball yesterday in the stands from the stands, Hernandez. And let me tell you, he was, we, now I don't know if this is true or not, but one of the red shirts uh, told me that he took exception to uh, me heckling him in Spanish. Oh, yeah. You can heckle in Spanish now? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Your Spanish is better than mine. The only, the only insult I would know in Spanish is pendejo. And I, and I, like. (laughs) Just something simple, simple, like eres terrible or, you know, just, (laughs) you know, uh. You're the you're the second you're the second best player on this awful team. Things like that. But um, but yeah, no, he it, no, you took exception to it. No, but it, they are really bad. I mean, the pitching is just abhorrent. I, I mean, I'm disappointed we didn't win all three. Like yeah, I have a I, I have a bet going. I've got my best friend is a Nationals fan. And, um, we've got a bet. We bet every year, something silly. Like one year he had to dress up like Richard Simmons and lead aerobics in front of Dodger (laughs) stadium. For example, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I've got pictures of it hanging on my wall this time. Uh, the bet that's riding on it is that one of us has to take a Craigslist gig job for a day and do that job. (laughs) 
and a buyer beware don't you know because we're not qualified for much um but <laughs> <laughs> but we have to do it i was thinking of selling my eggs I don't know. I'm looking into that. It does pay seven grand. So no, I'm kidding. You don't uh, have any eggs, Danny. Darn it. <laughs> well, I have some in my fridge. I don't think they're going to take it. But I'm, I was a little bit disappointed by losing the one game. The the uh, Was that Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about it. Let's get into yeah, these games. Monday. Let's start with the Monday game. Yeah. So Monday, the Cubs won six to three. Keegan Thompson shoved. Uh, not a ton of strikeouts, but honestly, just a really nice adding six innings pitched. Five hits, only gave up the one run. It was earned. Didn't walk anybody, which makes me really happy. The Cubs got a couple of long balls from Nelson Velasquez and Christopher Morell. And dude, why is Christopher Morell sitting every third game? Like why? I mean, I have this lower in the rundown, but I'm just going to do it here. Like we do not need Christopher Morell to sit so that Zach McKinstry and his OPS of 446 or Nick Madrigal and his OPS of 556 can play. Like, we just don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think is that he had some little kind of hammy thing going. Um, but yeah, it was he sat Sunday, I believe. And then he sat yesterday. So it is once every like on getaway day, they're like, OK, you sit. But yeah. But the one thing I will say, though, is that McKinstry, uh, you know, I've been complaining about it because he came up and has not had any hits. And then. He, he had three hits in one of these games. Like, so he did start to hit a little bit. So did Madrigal uh, start a little bit. So friend of the show, Ken Schultz, and I went to Tuesday night's game. Uh, and we're McKinstry, when that game started, had an OPS of 303. Yeah, no, it's wow. 303 <laughs> as his OPS. Like that is some Andrelton Simmons territory. Yeah. And we traded for that. So, uh, you get what you get what you can for a for a rental arm i guess these days um i mean the, even david ross wasn't so hot on mckinstry you know he was just kind of take the we'll see approach and uh we're seeing but he did <laughs> but, he, but he did uh manage to get some hits the other day but it was against the terrible national so it's like it's like kind of like when you watch minor league baseball and they people show the highlights of like a single a game and they're like oh wow he really crushed that ball like we're gonna be awesome in the future i'm like i don't know who that pitcher is that he's hitting that off of like that's kind of how i feel about watching watching the nationals although we did see our old friend carl edwards jr who yeah kind of shut us down so <laughs> let's talk about cj because cj got the save in game two and honestly this was a fun game like i was happy i was at it uh, even though the Cubs wound up losing. I, I, my favorite part of this game was the Cubs are down going into the seventh and Rick Sutcliffe does the stretch and he's such a homer, man. Like Rick Sutcliffe is the biggest Cubs homer I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, Harry Carey, when the Cubs were down in the seventh, he's always say, let's get some runs. And, and Sut decided to put his own spin on it. And so he's up there in the Red Barons like, give me some runs. <laughs> it was so great. And then the Cubs, the Cubs delivered. They Sut asked for runs. The Cubs gave him runs. It was awesome. I was sure. I was 100% sure the Cubs were going to win this game. Brad Mill Reyes, who is a tank, people. He is listed at 6'5", 265. I think that is light. I think he's probably closer <laughs> to 6'5", 285. The dude is huge. I see him standing in the on-deck circle next to Nico Horner, and Nico looks like a child. Nico <laughs> looks like Nick Madrigal next to Fran Mill, who is a tank. Huge guy. Uh, he's hitting ground outs that are 106 miles per hour off the bat. I'm so glad he is a Chicago Cub. 
but he gets his first Cubs hit. It's an RBI single to tie the game or go ahead in the seventh. It's outstanding. The crowd goes nuts like it's October, even though the Cubs are like one of the worst teams in baseball. And you just know that Fran Mill is happy to be here. Like, oh, I landed in a good spot. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I cannot believe that the Guardians gave up on him. I mean, it, it reeks of like what we did with Schwarber. It just yes. reeks. It really reeks of that. And I'm like, why? Why? Uh, I mean, I went to the game with Crawley yesterday and my family and we were just sitting there just being like, how did we end up with like, you know, wh- what what are the Guardians doing? And, you know, I think it's it, it's probably uh, if you look at uh, the reason that they they picked him up is because um, I've drawn a blank on his name, but uh, it, who's uh, Carter Hawkins? He he knows about the all of those guys from Cleveland, so he probably was just like I can't believe that he became available and just picked him up. So we'll see, um, you know. But yeah, he does seem happy to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm super excited about Fran Mill. He hits the ball really hard, and like I said, I mean, it's just a massive mountain of a dude. We should call him the mountain. That's a that's a good nickname. Um. And then, unfortunately, Mark Leiter Jr. just gave the lead bat back on some dude I've never heard of hitting a home run into the basket that really looked like it might be an out and then was not an out. Like, the wind just, like, pushed it one foot too far, and you watched Ian Happ kind of watch it land in the basket, and I was like, Joe, that sucks. Uh, that dude's name is Manises? Manesses? Manesses. Yeah, it's his first Nemesis. week in baseball. Ne- nemesis. He's my nemesis. That's, yeah. who, that's who this dude is. Yeah, M- Manesses. Uh, yeah, it's his first week in major in the major leagues, um, and he had two home runs in this series Um, he's hit a home run every game he's played wow so you know shout out to that guy i'm sure he was happy the worst part about this game and then we'll talk about the cj thing because i do want to talk about that say a suzuki toot planning in the ninth inning is just like that can't happen that cannot happen he like overran second base and i okay so so uh uncle jeff on twitter at EB Softball, if you don't follow, has been actually doing the best job possible of tracking the Cubs' two plans this season. It's it's a hard thing to do because it's not really a stat that is kept anywhere, and, and, it, and it encompasses so many things. You can't just look for, like, caught stealings and see if they were nincompoopery. You got to, like, go back and look at all the times, like, somebody tried to stretch a single into a double and a bunch of other stuff, right? Like, it's, it's just a hard thing to track, so you got to be watching the games and just know them. But has the best tracker of anyone going? 70, Danny. 7-0. The Cubs have tootland at least 70 times this season. Wow. I am so over it. Like, I get it. You have to be aggressive on the base paths because you don't have a lot of pop and you're not going to get those home runs and long balls. And also be smarter about being aggressive. This is just dumb. 70. 70 outs. Give it away for nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's – and even if, like, half those runs score, you end up – you know, maybe more towards the middle of the league in run scored, like around where like the twins are living. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, Ortega had, well, just a terrible on that sack fly. It was a shallow uh, sack fly or would have been sack fly to center field. And he ran, he was out by a mile. And I, and it's just seems like that it is just, you know, operationally, the Cubs will always run from third base <laughs> home. And it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they've run into so many outs on the base pass. So, and that was, I believe that was a, a, a double play. And there was only, this was in that big inning on the Tuesday game. 
Yeah. Um, and the Cubs would have tied. That would have right been there. that would have been the game right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why he's running. That wasn't deep enough. It wasn't close to deep enough. He no, and Lane Thomas, mile. look, Lane Thomas isn't like the best arm in the majors, but he was also like super shallow in center and it was just like an easy throw, right? Like he was totally, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Out and by a mile like, and that's on the base coach. <laughs> exactly. So it's just been really frustrating and I don't, that's kind of one of those things that they were going to really need to clean up, you know, because right? they're caught stealings. I, I'm looking. I'm looking it up right now. All right. So stolen base wise, they're towards the top of the league. They have 71 stolen bases. That is fourth in the majors, just behind the Dodgers, who run a lot. Um, but caught stealings. Oh my God, they are second in the majors in caught stealings. Are the Dodgers up there too? The Dodgers. Are the fourth, only reason that- are fourth best. The Dodgers have stolen 73 bases and only been caught 13 times. Okay. So that's what, that's what the Cubs need to do. They need to work out the, like, don't get caught part of this equation. Yeah. And which the, clearly and, they have not done. <laughs> and that's just the stolen bases. I mean, rest not counting two plans, which there's unfortunately not a stat on, you know, major league baseball. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, on the site anyway, that I'm finding, um, I, there's gotta be somewhere that you can look at that up out, out on the base paths. Yeah. I mean, there's not really a great way to do it. I thought about doing it as an off season project, like going to back and looking at like all of the weird outs and caught ceilings and things that I can identify from box scores. But honestly, I think you would just have to go back and watch the whole season from start Ugh. to finish to really get <laughs> no, it. Thank Does you. anybody really want to watch this whole season not again this... from start to finish? I mean, God. maybe not... the 2016 season, I could go watch that from start to finish, but not this season. Um, let's talk about Carl Edwards Jr. Who I checked this out. I tweeted this out at the game on Tuesday, but I didn't check it until this morning. Uh, it was his first, time back at Wrigley Field pitching in relief for the Nationals on Tuesday night. I I guess he's their closer. Now, look, he had a great outing. And honestly, I think he should have gotten a better reception from the crowd. Like, I don't think that people realize that he just hasn't been back at all since he was traded to the Padres back in 2019. But it was. It was his first time back. Um, Ken and I were up on our feet standing ovation for our old pal CJ, who we will always adore because that dude was nails in 2016 and 2017, just so good. And I'm happy that he is doing great things and also really didn't like him brushing Wilson off the plate. And it definitely was on purpose. I I actually tweeted this at bat because if you look at it, it's just a great, great sequence of pitching on the part of Carl Edwards Jr. He, you know, gets three strikes, two of like two of them called on the outside edge of the zone that is just outside Then he brushes Wilson off the plate so Wilson can't hit that outside pitch. And then he goes exactly to that same spot again. It was honestly, I mean, I kind of have to tip my hat to it, but don't throw up and in on my favorite player, CJ. And welcome back to Wrigley. And I hope you have good things happen to you. Well, he did have a good thing happen to him last year. He was terrible in one game for the Braves and he got himself a World Series ring. (laughs) Hey, he's got two. He, he got one out the entire season and, uh, but he did manage to give up, th- uh, three runs. <laughs> so <laughs> it, yeah, just point one innings, an ERA of 81 and a world series ring. <laughs> so congratulations to him 
for that. He he went he was on Toronto, I guess. I'm looking at his stats, and yeah, he's over on DC now. He's 30 years old, and uh, 332 earned run average. He's kind of back to his a uh, pretty good form, 40.2 innings pitch. So he's having a decent uh, uh, year and pretty much a strikeout an inning. So he's back to his I mean, he's good for us in 17 and 18 and things kind of fell apart after that but um but what a great guy too. We got to meet him at Club 400 and uh it, I I'll never forget you know the famous uh Cubs fan Dorothy. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So apparently she has a tattoo on her um uh, like pelvis. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so we were all at Stewart's at Club 400 in the basement. Dorothy had had a couple Jägermeisters and uh, she wanted to show Carl her tattoo. <laughs> and he did, and she did. And Carl Edwards Jr. fell on the floor. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't handle it. <laughs> what a guy. So um, I, I talked to him a little bit. He's got an awesome voice. His voice is does. so low. And just, he was such, he couldn't have been nicer and just a, just a really neat guy. And um, I wish him luck. Yeah. I've always liked Carl. It's a shame in the 2016 world series that he couldn't have been the guy. He just couldn't get that last out and it was too important to get. And so, um, you know, but wow, what a cool guy and what a great experience. That was his, I think only pretty much his first year in the majors, 2016, he had a cup of coffee in 2015, but you know, I'm looking at only 4.2 innings pitched. And then, you know, was a big part of that, especially 17, uh, 2017 run, but yeah, what a great guy. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. I, um, I bumped into him once between double headers and the Cubs had won the previous game and, uh, recognized him said hi just you know not in like a creepy fan way but just like hey good game and he was so excited that I had watched the game and uh and he was just like oh thank you thank you gonna go do it again it was just like it was great he was he was outstanding I used to also love he would ride his scooter around after games like around Gallagher Way and like up and down Waveland and and people did not recognize him and it's just like this dude on a scooter and you're like ah oh, dude on a scooter and I'm like that is definitely the guy that just like pitched the eighth inning and nobody recognized him it was amazing <laughs> um let's talk about this third game which was a W and and honestly a great W afternoon baseball Wrigley Field on a Wednesday good stuff Justin Steele is on fire another six innings pitch two runs, both earned, no walks, nine Ks. Um, didn't get the win because baseball rules are ridiculous about wins, but man, Justin Steele has an ERA under two for his last seven starts and has been pitching lights out at home. I am a big fan. And, and I loved his post-game interview yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't because you were at the game. Talked about they asked him like what he's doing now that's different than what he did at the start of the season. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm a totally different pitcher than I was when I started. He's like, I, I'm approaching it differently. I'm throwing different sequences. I'm, I'm just, I'm not even the same guy. And I think that's correct. He's not the same guy. He, this guy strikes out eight, nine, 10, 11, like every six innings. And it's just kind of nails and I'm here for it. Yeah. It's a little bit of a surprise uh, that he's doing so well. Um, I mean, every everybody kind of projects him in like, you know, oh, he's a fourth or fifth starter kind of just depth dude. But like the way he's been been going uh, in his last two starts, he's got 19 total strikeouts in 10.2 innings. So that's great. 
Yeah, uh, the thing that you'd like to see, because he did manage to go six yesterday, um, so that that's really good, uh, 94 pitches. So he's pretty stretched out at this point, too. And, man, if, if he can just keep building on this and keep lowering that earned run average, and, I mean, it's against the Nationals, so I'm not going to get, like, too excited about it. But, um, yeah, wow. I mean, if he can, you know, be – even a number two, three starter kind of thing, and you or provide that depth at the back end, and being thrown from the left side too gives you that kind of different look. And it's just, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about Thompson because it, you know it's not that they came out of nowhere. We kind of knew we had them, but you know the this kind of production that we're seeing out of those guys has been pretty impressive. It certainly has. There were seventh inning runs here again. I'm I'm here for this thing where the Cubs take advantage of scoring af- after the stretch. It's good stuff. Um, two hits for Fran Mill in yesterday's game. Loving it. Loving seeing Fran Mill there. Uh, and I will say, uh, after the game, I, I was walking by Wrigley on my way to yoga. Caught some great footage of the W flag in the in the sunlight at Golden Hour, which I posted on Twitter. So take a look at that if you want to just see a beautiful uh, W flag flying at Golden Hour. But you know, the Cubs showed Field of Dreams last night at Gallagher Way, and, and it was packed, man. Like I happened to walk by, line around the block, people waiting to get in, and I just couldn't help myself. If you build it, they will come, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a real big fan of that movie. I think Kevin Costner is kind of a bad actor and he just looks bewildered that entire film. (laughs) And so, but I do understand people's romanticism about that and like the dad thing and the have a catch and you know, all that stuff. So that's nice that people had that experience. Um, I actually hate the have a catch thing because it's not the only people who say it that way are like, New Englanders. That's a very Bostonian, like New England, that have a catch. Like everybody else in the country says, play catch. And yeah. I just hate that they insist on having this like super regional dialect be the, the thematic like center of a it's, film that is in Iowa. And I'm like, nobody in Iowa says, have a catch. That's not a just, thing you say in the Midwest. Anyway, I'll stop. Yeah, it really, I mean, yeah, play catch is what, what you do here. And I grew up playing catch. Yeah. So say we all. Um, Hey, sis, let's have a catch. Yeah, nobody says that. Never said that. (laughs) No. uh, You know, at this point, it's not even if you build it, they will come. It's if you build it, they will bet on it. And I guarantee that tonight there's going to be some DraftKings ad surreptitiously placed in the broadcast without a hint of irony that this game is about the Black Sox who are are banned for life for gambling. Like, I just whatever MLB like it's fine like it's good it's nostalgia it'll make them some money the corn is a nifty shot but also like I don't know it's kind of exploitative (laughs) yeah and it's just it's so gimmicky I mean I got some friends going out to this game in uh, Dyersville and uh, it's I mean it's expensive I mean I think that you won the lottery if you're a season ticket holder you could win the lottery to be able to purchase tickets I think they're like 400 bucks there's no way yeah and yeah and then on StubHub, i'm looking right now prices with fees will run you 719 dollars. now that's for one ticket out in the basically the left field corner i mean i understand that people have disposable income that they can spend on whatever they want but oh my god (laughs) if you spend 700 dollars on 
the battle for third place in the corn? Yeah, I've, no. I've, I have questions. I have questions about your priorities in life and what you think money should be used for. Because third place a- in the worst division in baseball. Sorry, Danny. Continue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just I don't get it. I could see if you won the the tickets, you know, to 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 get the lottery, and that you're like, oh, I'll spend four hundred bucks and go see that. But seven hundred is a lot more than four hundred. In fact, it's almost double. I so, mean, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to even win that lottery. Like you got to drive to Dyersville. Are there hotels there? Like I, what is, no. where are people staying? You gotta I don't stay, know. Man. Like, I don't know. You got to stay maybe, uh, forget the name of the town. I'll, I'll look it up, but. All I know is that the Cubs and Reds have an off day on Friday so that they can man- maneuver the travel for all of this thing. And like, look, I get it again. It's a nice, it's a nice image. And when Patrick wisdom hits a dong into the corn, it's going to be great. And also like, it sounds like a pain. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, gosh, where did I stay? Oh, Dubuque by Galena. That's where I stayed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fun. it's 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 right by the Mississippi River, but it's it's still like an hour away from there. So you, but the biggest city near there is pretty much Dubuque. Cool. So yeah. if you're on your way to Dyersville and it's a great experience, and Danny and I are just wrong about this being a thing that you should invest money and time and everything else in like feel free to hit us up on the social media and explain why we are wrong uh in the meantime we are not sponsored by drafts draft kings but we are sponsored by people so uh we need to take a quick break for our sponsors on the flip side we are going to talk about jason hayward we're going to talk about kyle hendricks and his injury news we're also going to preview this red series in the field of dreams game but first a quick break all right we are back uh So the Jason Hayward thing, let's talk about for a second. One, it is obviously a smart baseball decision for Jason Hayward to finish out the year and no longer be competing for playing time on this Cubs team. And that means that the Ricketts will just eat that last year of his contract. And that is what it is. And it's fine. However, why isn't Jay Hayday already scheduled? Like he's still on the team theoretically and like can be in the dugout and like hanging out and whatever for the rest of the year, there should be a day on the calendar in September where we can celebrate him and like thank him for his time with this team, being a member of the 2016 World Series team, all the great work he's done in the city of Chicago. He's building that baseball academy on the Southwest side. That's going to be amazing. He's done incredible work. He's got some great moments and highlights and other things that have happened. And Jed announced this on his birthday. Yeah. Like that he's like basically done on his birthday. Like get out what are does this front office understand optics and pr even a little bit at all i say no danny what do you say yeah no i say no too and uh, michael cotton uh had a rant about this uh the other day when we were doing one of our twitter spaces and he was so mad just because he he was so and this was about wilson Contreras. And he's like, I understand that people need to get traded and like or that, you know, if they can't make the trade happen, they can't do it. But that they put Wilson and Hap through all of that and then nothing happened. And he, he just he just was kind of disgusted by the optics of all that happened with all of that and running Wilson through the ringer like that. And they just because they just don't seem to care about um, uh, him as a person, but then this is the same thing. Like, I don't know, maybe Jay Hay doesn't care about his birthday, but I think he does because the reason Ian Happ didn't come to the bleacher bum band show, he told bleacher Jeff was because 
um, he was going to Jay Hayes' birthday dinner. On the Sunday, he was having a birthday party dinner. So I do think Jay Hay cares about his birthday. And then he was told he will basically be DFA'd at the end of the season. Now, that's the other question. Why don't, why didn't they just DFA him like period right now? Like, why is he, why are we even like going through these motions to maybe have that day you're talking about? But that's also weird. Then announce the day. Then be like September or whatever is going to be, you know, make it the 22nd. He wears number 22. Like, you know, like September 22nd is Jay Hay Day. Like that will be the day that we honor the speech. the service and the speech and the walk-off Grand Slam and the walk-off against the Giants and all the great defensive plays. And I mean, that man saved some runs in the World Series. Like he made some outstanding plays. I actually thought, that in 2016, there was a play in San Francisco at the start of the season, like the third or fourth series, where he died to save a triple in Triple's Alley out in San Francisco. And I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going headfirst into the wall and was going to die. And not only did he not die, he made more plays like that and won a couple of gold gloves. I just feel like I being a Chicago Cubs fan is as much about your relationship with the team and the players and the lore and Wrigley Field and the W flag and loving the Ivy and loving the whole thing as it is anything else. And this front office does not understand that we need moments. There are emotional moments that you can provide for us as fans and you can make some of this stuff better. You can make the business of baseball more palatable to fans by remembering that these are human beings who we care about and letting us interact with them as such. Yeah. No, I I hope that they do that. I don't really think they will. I just think I, I I don't know what's wrong with him too. Like, is he really injured? I don't think he is. Um, he had some knee thing. Like, he's got to be. I feel like I feel like the league has to have some mechanism for fake injuries. <laughs> you can't just stash a guy on the IL. Well, that's what I'm you saying. You can't is do like, that in fantasy baseball. How could you do that in real baseball? So why don't they, I mean, just just get rid of them. I mean, just be done. I mean, why why are we going through this motion? I, I just don't understand yet, like, A, the optics of the birthday thing and why, you know, everybody's been calling for him to be DFA'd since before the season even started. Like, we're like, this is sunk. This is a sunk cost. Just be done and let him maybe try it out with somebody else. Like then he probably would be on the nationals right now, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, and he might be playing, you know, I don't know if he's hurt and yeah, Ben, you're right. There should be a mechanism because this fake stuff is just garbage. And, you know, I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a little frustrating and it just seems like they don't care. It's like throwing the Ron Santo cake in the garbage. <laughs> it feels like that, you know, just like the uh, the optics are just always poor on this. Always stuff. poor. Speaking of things we don't understand, um, Kyle Hendricks had an MRI this week that sh- still showed shoulder information. He is not close. Shoulder inflammation. Did I say information there? I don't know, man. Kind of. I, it was somewhere in between. Yeah. In, in between information and inflammation. I don't know what my brain was doing there. Uh, he is not close to throwing. That is a bummer. I I don't know. Like maybe I guess they that that's another guy who probably just won't play again in 2016 and or 20. Dude, I'm <laughs> all over the place right now. That's another rather, guy from 2016 yeah. who <laughs> will not pitch again in 2022. And what I I guess we'll just hope and pray that he's back to Kyle Hendricks just gets guys out in 2023. I don't know. 
yeah, I guess the injury was a little bit worse than uh, we had thought. Um, maybe he gets a start at the end of this the, or two at the end of the year. That's the best case scenario, but he's not ready. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating. Hopefully, now what's going to make me mad is if we go through all of this stuff and then like sometime in March of next year, they announce he's having surgery. That's- or they announce that they're DFAing him or something, and all of a sudden it's like I don't think they would do that. He's he's on a team friendly deal, and it's worth seeing what he has and if he can come back in twenty twenty three. But it's like let us say goodbye to our players. Let us like tell us what is going on. Yeah. So it's it. I mean, it's yeah, it's sad stuff because like I mean, Kyle has been such a stalwart part of the rotation till very recently. I mean, this year uh, it it was kind of a mixed bag. You know, it just kind of back and forth. It's good start, bad start, good start, bad start. And so, so I don't know. He, he's been on the shelf since uh, July 5th, though. Yeah, so it's been a hot minute. The, yeah, so it's, so it's obviously more serious than we had thought. And, and I'm looking at what, what's his contract? Uh, how, we have next year is the last while. year. Is that it? Okay. I think so. There might be an option. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he's on the team for next year if he can pitch and if he's good to go. Um, a guy who is close to throwing again is Wade Miley, who will not be a Cub at the end of the season. But honestly, I feel like Wade Miley has been injured so much this season. The Cubs could probably run that contract back for fairly reasonable costs and they should do it. Wade Miley has been great. Yeah. I mean, it, is he making a rehab start? Is that what's going on? Is he, he, We'll see him soon. My thought was that Wayne, Wade Miley was about to start throwing again. Uh, I don't oh. remember if the reha- rehab start is scheduled. I'm checking right now. Live radio, folks. Live yeah, radio. I, I, no, I, I did. Uh, I think I did hear something. I mean, but. Oh, a third rehab start, actually. Yeah, yeah. third rehab start uh, on Wednesday. So that was yesterday. Yeah. And um, yeah, he, he really hasn't been on the team. He only played four games and he was actually pretty good. He's. He had an ERA of two eighty four in those nineteen innings pitched, and so yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you see what he. I mean, you see why the Reds didn't want to do anything, but he's he's pretty old, you know. I mean, thirty five. Yeah, the Reds thing kind of mystifies me, honestly, because frankly, they're going to throw a bunch of guys we've never heard of, and let's just get to this preview right now. It's like you couldn't use Wade Miley to just like throw some innings for you for ten million dollars, like you needed to save. $10 million here. The probable pitching matchups for this Reds Cubs series, which again will kick off on Thursday in the Field of Dreams game, 615, weird start time on Fox. Um, and then we'll continue Saturday and Sunday. Uh Drew Smiley and Nick Lodolo will be your starters for this showcase matchup <laughs> on Fox. Marquee World, matchup. World Series uh, on champ Drew Smiley. Drew Smiley and Nick Lodolo. Uh Saturday we'll have Adrian Sampson and Graham Ashcraft. Um, and Sunday we'll have Keegan Thompson and somebody with the last name of Dunn. And I forgot his first name. Is it Joseph Jacob? Justin. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Dunn. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, not really too many marquee matchups going on here. Um, yeah. Lodolo only Fran Mill Reyes has actually seen him is over three against him. Um, Smiley was really good last time and um, he, against Miami. Uh, he was, not great against Cincinnati last time he faced him. Um, and I, I did look up some, some of the numbers. What well, Smiley owns Joey Votto, but uh, Aristides Aquino 
own smiley. He's got three home runs off of him. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't remember how many at bats, but it's, uh, it, he owns him. He's got like a 500 batting average and like, he's just, so it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag. I, I don't have a, a lot of, um, confidence in this game for the Cubs. I this do not have confidence game. in I don't have confidence in any of these games. Like, but then again, like, whatever. Like, I don't have, I, I don't have confidence in the Reds either. Like, the Reds are as bad as the Cubs and in a weirder way. Like, the Cubs actually have some young talent I'm kind of interested in. Well, they're better, though. I mean, recently, the the Reds actually have two winning months this year. Can't say for that for the Cubs. After starting the season 3-18, and 18, they're actually above 500. So, you know, it's like... I don't know how they're doing it. They just traded a ton of guys too. They got trades done that the Cubs couldn't get done. So they didn't have like quite the marquee names going places, but they did trade Tyler Molly. They traded Luis Castillo. I mean, I guess that's a pretty. Um, pretty oh yeah. They uh, got a haul for that. Yeah. They yeah. got a bunch Noel of guys. Marte, man. One of the only like 65 grade plus prospects in baseball. Yeah. Cause the Mariners just decided that they would like to win this year, I guess. Um, Mariners and Padres going for it. Yeah. Uh, they traded Tommy Pham um, for a player to be named later to the Red Sox. Did, I don't know if that got completed, but it did. Uh, Tommy Pham has actually hit three home runs leading off for the Red Sox recently. And I saw him uh, when I went to Kansas City. The Red Sox happened to be playing the Royals, and I was sitting out in the left field with Tommy Pham right there. And I just got to say, Kansas City fans, you got nothing on Cubs fans for, he- for heckling people. There was no heckling at all. There was no heckling of Tommy Pham. How do you sit in the bleachers and call yourself a baseball fan and not heckle Tommy Pham? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Um, they traded for Austin Romine for cash from the Cardinals. They traded Brandon Drury to the Padres. Yep. So they, they got all everything. sorts of all yeah, of them. They got all sorts of stuff done, and uh, that the Cubs couldn't get done. So it's kind of interesting that the the Reds are actually not, I mean, they did just get swept by the Mets, but the Mets are actually good and they swept them into last place. But down at the bottom of our division is just like, we're all hunkered there. Uh, the Cubs, Pirates and Reds all within a game of each other and all and like the five amongst the, like the five or six worst teams in baseball. So it's just what? like, what am I doing here? Like, what am I looking at? There's some interesting guys to keep an eye on in this game. Guys getting a shot to just show what they can do. Nick Senzel was a pretty good prospect. He's going to be high up in that Reds order. Joey Votto is obviously still there, and Joey Votto is ageless. I'm, I'm actually excited. Joey Votto is going to be mic'd up, and I don't know if you saw his um, Twitter thread last night about what the Field of Dreams movie meant to him playing catch with his dad who passed away uh quite a while ago actually i think it was like 2008 or 2009 but that was a real sweet thread and i am excited to hear joey Votto mic'd up during this game i hope joey Votto and christopher morell have a conversation that we get to hear at first base when christopher morell's <laughs> hanging out over there with joey Votto because I, I would pay good money to hear what joey Votto and christopher morell say to each other chit-chatting during the game uh you got aristides aquino the guy who hit all those home runs back in the day and then did nothing um jake fraley is a 27 year old or no yeah 27 year old who's getting a shot in left field the kid i'm most interested in probably on this lineup is uh jose barrero who's their shortstop he's a 24 year old from cuba who is a he's supposed to be a pretty good uh infielder so keep an eye on jose barrero 
Yeah, it, I'm looking at some of these uh, red stats, and uh, man, Joey Votto leads the team in home runs with 11. Who? Yeah, it's not. So there might not, not be of, any. There might not be any dongs to the corn. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's going to be any balls in the corn today. Well, let's. Speaking of hitters, uh, the Reds' hot hitters are Donovan Solano, uh, who has a WRC plus of 133 since July 4th. Jonathan India who has a WRC plus of 125 since July 4th, former rookie of the year, Jonathan India right there. And Joey Votto, who has a WRC plus of 111 since July 4th. And, and really that's it. <laughs> that's the list. Yeah. It's, it's not a great uh, offensive team here. That then again, good. the Cubs are not much better. The Cubs hot hitters since July 4th have been PJ Higgins, WRC plus of 130. Nelson Velasquez, man, who crushes baseballs. Like he hammers some baseballs. WRC plus of 120 since uh, the 4th of July. And, you know, this isn't over 110, but I wanted there to be three and three. So Nico Horner, come on down. Nico Horner has WRC plus of 109 in that time period. Admittedly, that was the lull when Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras were just playing sad all the time. And I really feel like that impacted this offense a lot. Yeah, it absolutely did. And that's kind of was Michael Cotton's point about this front office, just like screwing with these guys. Like, you know, and that's, I don't know. It's also from a free agency standpoint, you know, you, who would want to be treated this way? You know, just like completely disposable. Other teams don't do this to a lot of their players, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It just seems so transactional. Everything that Jed does feels so heartlessly transactional and in a way that Theo never seemed. Theo, I mean, you could tell Theo was about to cry at that press conference when he talked about having to fire all those people and he didn't like the direction that the front office was going. So he quit. And I think you're seeing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing about Theo and look, Theo made some mistakes like the, as good as the Lester contract was, the Hayward contract was not great. Like there's, there's things that Theo did wrong. I did not particularly love the way the Addison Russell situation was handled, although I understand it. And like to Theo's credit, he got up in front of a microphone and answered a bunch of questions about it and explained why he was doing it and said, I'm not going to be able to make everybody happy here, which, you know, props for that. Like that is a, that is a grown up thing to do. Theo always struck me as a person with a soul who cares about things. Like a guy who genuinely loves baseball, genuinely loved this team and genuinely wanted there to be good things happening at Wrigley field for the Cubs and for Cubs fans. And I just think you could pick jet up and he could run any team and he would treat it exactly the same way. He has no idea what makes the Cubs uniquely special. What makes the Red Sox uniquely special. What makes the Padres uniquely special. Like if you airdropped him into Anaheim tomorrow to run the angels, he would act exactly the same way that he does as the president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs. And that is a miss because this brand is one of the best sports brands in the world. There were 37,000 people acting like it was freaking October and the Cubs were in a pennant race cheering their lungs out for Fran Mill Reyes and welcoming back Carl Edwards Jr. on a random Tuesday night at Wrigley Field this week. And you do not take that for granted. And I feel like, Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins just think that that's always going to be there no matter what they do. And, and it won't be. Yeah, no, they won't. And because uh, I tell you on uh, Wednesday it, and it was, you know, I understand it's a Wednesday afternoon game, but it's still summertime. It's, you know, still just August 10th. It's not quite back to school. 
there were a lot of kids there, but there weren't a lot of people there in general yesterday. It was pretty darned empty. And, uh, you know, and I don't think it's, it's, and normally that, I don't think that would be the case. Like even last year, it, and which was a disappointing season. Uh, and uh, well, it got pretty empty after Blue Friday. I'll say that much. But and tickets got really cheap. But, you know, that's it's kind of what we're seeing again. And imagine if Wilson and Hap are gone. Right well, I was going to say, I, I think that and Danny, you know, you've been going to Wrigley longer than I have. But I actually feel like the crowds got better when they kept Wilson and Hap. Like the crowds were pretty down the first half of the season and through July, even like the 4th of July weekends and those types of things, it kind of felt like, uh, this is like, well, the 4th of July weekend was the Boston series and that was pretty fun. But like there were, there were lots of times where it felt like the crowd was just down and deflated and a fraction and a shadow of what it had been in the past. And as soon as Wilson and half did not get traded, the crowd has been energized. We've been electric. It's been so fun. It almost feels like old times on the North side of Chicago and just like extend Wilson Contreras Extend Wilson Contreras, we will pack the place for the next five years while you rebuild this thing. Like, honest to God, just do it. Yeah, they don't like him, so they're not gonna. I, I, it's, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's one of those things that I'm just going to continue to scratch my head about and uh, wonder why they won't do that. But they're, they're not gonna, and it's just insane. If they haven't done it by now, there weren't even conversations with him since 2017. And, uh, wow. I just, they're not going to do it. And so I, I don't understand that well, at all because you're right. People won't go like that will, will kill your fan base. So, well, what they're doing. it's kind of a bummer of a way to end this episode. Danny, you got anything fun going on that we can talk about before so we I, can close this out on a high note? I do. Uh, yeah. I have a, a very fun uh, thing going on just today is like uh, before this corn game, and this is going to sound a little corny, but we're going to we're going to go pregame uh, Sunranto show on uh, Twitter and w- all the streaming. So follow at Sunranto and we'll preview this series uh, with and we're going to have, I believe, because our good friend Crawley and Stuart from Club 400 are going to this corn game. And so we're live from the stands. We're going to have a report from Crawley coming in and letting us giving us the lay of the land out there in the middle of uh, Dyersville. So looking forward to tune into that. Assuming there's internet and Wi-Fi in Dyers. I mean, I'm sure there is. We'll find out. And uh, you know, it's, it's actually really, I I do enjoy field of dreams. I got engaged at field of dreams. So yeah. Yeah. So I, that was my only trip there too. And uh, I did have a nice time. So I, I, I I do think it'll be a, an interesting experience for those that go. So um, I, I did want to kind of check it out, even though I think it's a goofy, ridiculous game that they're playing. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I don't know why they're doing it. Like, it just doesn't matter. Oh, let's, if you build it, they will come some like, be, you know, movie I don't really care about. <laughs> just like, I mean, know. the thing that's weird about it is they're not doing it next year. Like they're like, oh, the field's yeah. going to be under construction. So we're just going to skip a year. We'll come back though. It's like, I don't know if you're going to do something like this, you kind of have to keep doing it. Like, it's just, it's weird the way they like add things, take them away, add things. I had a bunch of people on Twitter telling me, oh, they're not doing the field of dreams game because of the London game. I'm like, those two things are not related at all. Not they related, can go yeah. to London and they can also have a field of dreams yeah. game. Like you yeah. don't need, these are not, these are not mutually exclusive yeah options um i will be tuning in to danny's uh show that sounds like a lot of fun tuning into that twitter spaces to see what's going on live from dyersville i have a bingo card 
coming out. Cup of Cubby Blue, bingo. Uh, nice. You know, you know the drill, people. Whenever A Rod is in earshot of a Cubs game, we gotta we gotta play bingo, and A Rod will be there tonight. So there's a bingo card. Be on the lookout for that. It will be up on Bleed Cubby Blue later this afternoon. You can find me at, at BCB underscore Sarah. You can find Danny at, at Sunranto. You can find both of us at, at Cup of Cubby Blue, and you can find all of our takes on the great Cornholio game here <laughs> next time. <laughs>